I'm trying to go about my day as usual, but the bad signal for philosophical clarity keeps getting shot up into the sky. Giant bald head with tiny little tufts and tangents has been lowered against the flickering thunderstorms of society's mass hysteria, and I'm here to help. Donald J. Trump's statement on preventing Muslim immigration has caused, of course, a giant ruckus. And complete idiots, or those enmeshed in political correctness, well, actually just repeated myself, are getting completely wrong information out to the public. So I'm just going to give people the right information. So December 7, 2015, his uh, website put out his uh, statement. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what is going on. So idiots out there in the mainstream media and throughout the world suddenly got hysterical and thought that if a a Muslim waded into the Jersey Shore, he would not be allowed back even if he was naturalized. The statement is on immigration, not people who are off visiting relatives, not Muslims in the military who might want to come home. It's about immigration. And anybody who ignored that is a shill, a liar, a sophist, and extremely dangerous. So, to continue with uh, Donald's statement, according to Pew Research, among others, there is great hatred towards Americans by large segments of the Muslim population. Most recently, a poll from the Center for Security Policy released data showing, quote, 20, this is American Muslims, 25% of those polled agreed that violence against Americans here in the United States is justified as a part of the global jihad. That's 25%. That's quite a lot. And 51% of those polled, quote, agreed that Muslims in America should have the choice of being governed according to Sharia. Sharia authorizes such atrocities as murder against non-believers who won't convert, beheadings, and more unthinkable acts that pose great harm to Americans, especially women. Now, people went mental, completely mental, um, and hysteria and misinformation simply reveals that you have very bad counter-arguments. And of course they want, oh, this is unconstitutional, it renders him automatically unfit for office. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just like when uh, George Bush invaded Iraq and Afghanistan without congressional declarations of war, which is unconstitutional, and when Barack Obama... Anyway, we don't have to get into all of that stuff. Now, just a question. I mean, do, do you really think that Donald Trump put out a statement like this without consulting any experts or constitutional experts at all. Not, not a clue. I mean, the guy is worth over $10 million. He builds multi-hundred million dollar structures with lengthy leases. You know, he might know a little bit about consulting with legal experts um, when it comes to running his business and so on. <sighs> so people, of course, are just trying to make him look like a cowboy who shoots from the hip and doesn't consult and doesn't know what the Constitution says and so on. So is the ban on Muslim immigration constitutional? Doesn't matter. It's a complete non-issue. It's a complete non-question because there is a federal law. And we'll put the sources to all of this below. From U.S. Code 1182, Section F, suspension of entry or imposition of restrictions by president. And I quote, whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. I'm not going to repeat that. You can rewind it. 
But that is the latitude that the president has with regards to immigrants. And the reason why Congress gives that kind of power to the president is because immigration will often involve acts of national security, which the president may have greater insight to than other politicians. So whether it's constitutional or not doesn't matter. The law very clearly states that what Donald Trump is proposing is, in fact, legal. Now, they say, well, you can't restrict immigrants on the basis of religion. Well, that's arguable, but it doesn't matter. Again, because people keep referring to Islam as a religion. That is not true. That is not true. Otherwise, there'd be no such thing as Islamic government. You see, Islam is not a religion. Islam is a political system that is founded upon religious tenets. It is a political system which advocates a a dictatorial theocracy, the domination of Sharia law, and the subjugation of non-Muslims. Non-Muslims in Muslim countries are often subject to a special kind of tax and restricted rights and so on. So referring to Islam as a religion is false. It's like referring to communism as an economic system. Communism is not just an economic system. It is a worldwide political system that seeks universal domination, or at least it did, until it was stopped. Round two, Western Western universal values. Look, if you want to overthrow the U.S. government or bypass its laws or create your own parallel and opposite legal system or initiate violence against peaceful U.S. citizens, that's illegal. And if that's what your religion demands, and if that's what 25 to 51% of American Muslims want... That's a problem. That is a problem. You simply are not allowed into a country if you openly state that you want to break its laws or set up your own parallel oppositional legal system or have a jihad or whatever. I mean, that's just not the way. (laughs) I don't know why this needs to be explained. That's not the way that countries work, my friends. It's just not. Well, I guess it's the way that white countries have had to work for a while, but it's not the way that countries in general work. And, um, of course, if you have a problem with the religious targeting of minorities, you really need to go and talk to the 50-odd Islamic countries. Uh, That's kind of their thing. It's kind of what they're founded on. So uh, I don't really know where the outrage is that there's possible exclusion of people on religious grounds. It's on political grounds that it would be excluded. Oh, gosh, you want to keep people out of your country for religious reasons? Okay, be a Christian. Be a Christian and try emigrating to go and live in Saudi Arabia. Good luck. This is from an expat travel site. Quote, Saudi Arabia's government is keen to protect the status quo and doesn't want to compromise its cultural values or standard of living by allowing foreigners to become a permanent part of society. Your only route to becoming a naturalized citizen is by marriage to a national. Even this, however, doesn't guarantee citizenship, particularly for non-Muslims. So I wonder how many of these people have been roundly criticizing Islamic countries such as Saudi Arabia for restricting immigration on the grounds of religion. Uh, I would imagine none because hypocrisy. Now, Canada, for instance, has found incompatibilities between Islamic law over adoption and guardianship and thus has stopped allowing adoptions from Pakistan because Islamic law is incompatible with Canadian law, which is a nice way of saying that it's opposed to Canadian law. So Canada has stopped adoptions from Pakistan because of the Islamic law. Kuwait is a Muslim country. Of course, you may remember that he was invaded by Saddam, Kuwait invaded by Saddam Hussein in 1990. Kuwait bans people from a number of Muslim countries. 
the ban was attributed to the, quote, difficult security conditions in the five countries that are banned, and the, quote, remarkably increasing tendency of nationals from the five countries to apply for visas to bring in relatives who faced or could face arrest by local authorities. So Kuwait is banning Muslims from coming into a Muslim country because of security issues. And uh, I just wonder if anybody's really criticized Kuwait or if that's just reserved for, say, Donald Trump. Now, Norway has started really kicking up its exportation of immigrants, the deportations. Deportations are up 37% year over year. And uh, one of the reasons for that is that two out of the three people charged with rape in Norway's capital are, let's just say, immigrants with a non-Western background. And that's according to a recent police study. The number of rape cases is also rising steadily. And of course, uh, there is generally uh, a political correctness uh, fog that obfuscates uh, race, ethnicity, and religion when it comes to crime statistics, which to me seems ridiculous. I mean, if we're all the same, let's gather this information, unless it shows that we're not all the same, in which case you're a racist for even asking the question because people aren't acting the same. So this is the first study where crime statistics have been analyzed according to ethnic origins. Rape charges in the capital are going higher and higher. Uh, from They're 40% higher now than they were in 1999 to 2000. And they're th up 13% rape charges so far this year. And again, two out of the three are immigrants of a non-Western background. Now, of course, America has a long history of excluding people for national security reasons. 1798. Yes, that's quite a while ago. The Alien and Sedition Act signed into law by John Adams. They made it so that if you want to become a citizen, you need to state your intentions before you get citizenship. And of course, one of the challenges is that there is a tradition, uh, in fact, a commandment in many aspects of Islamic thought, which says it's completely fine to lie to non-Muslims for the sake of advancing Muslim causes. So asking people, not really that helpful when they already are following a theology that commands them to lie to you. It's kind of a pointless exercise. And um, the earliest that aliens back in 1798 would have been granted citizenship five years after they applied for it. And uh, they also gave the president, uh, Adams at the time, the power to deport or imprison aliens who were deemed to be, quote, dangerous to the peace and safety of the United States. So when a particular group, 25% of them admit, and the number is probably higher if you include those who have decided to lie, 25% of them admit that they want to use violence to further jihad, and over 50% of them want to be judged according to Sharia law. Well, is that dangerous to the peace and safety of the United States as it stands? Of course it is. 1875 Page Act, the law classified as undesirable any individual from Asia who was coming to America to be a forced laborer, any Asian woman who would engage in prostitution, and all people considered to be convicts in their own country. 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act banned all immigration from China. 1903 Immigration Act codified previous immigration law and added four more inadmissible classes, anarchists, people with epilepsy, beggars, and importers of prostitutes. Uh, by beggars, I don't think they meant people who vote Democrat, but they might as well have. 1917 Immigration Act. This act added to the number of undesirables banned from entering the country, including, but not limited to, homosexuals, idiots, feeble-minded persons, criminals, epileptics, insane persons, alcoholics, professional beggars, democratic politicians, all persons mentally or physically defective, polygamists, and once more, anarchists. And, of course, it uh, barred all immigrants over the age of 16 who were illiterate. 
which I think is a pretty high percentage of uh, the Syrian refugee population, as we've talked about before. And of course, the most controversial part of this law, there was a section that designated an Asiatic barred zone, region that included much of Asia and the Pacific Islands from which people could not immigrate. The 1952 Immigration and Nationality Act, passed by Democrats, the act allowed the government to deport immigrants or naturalized citizens engaged in subversive activities and also allowed the barring of suspected subversives from entering the country. Uh, it was used to bar members and former members and, quote, fellow travelers, people who knew people who knew people of the Communist Party, and it made sure that they could not get into the United States. Even those, if you've disassociated from the party for decades, you could be deported. 1979, President Jimmy Carter banned immigration from Iran during the Iran hostage crisis. And it was supposed to put pressure on Iran. They were a couple of exceptions, but he was a Democrat, just in case you didn't know that. Now, as of this particular recording, there's a petition uh, currently wending its way through uh, England. Um, and the petition says, we wish to ban Donald Trump from entering the United Kingdom. And as of this recording, over 400,000 British people have signed a petition. Now, they don't keep, of course, um, who signed the petition. It's hard to find out the name and, of course, the ethnicity. So I just looked up two districts which were among the highest numbers of votes, votes on this petition to ban Donald Trump from entering the United Kingdom. Uh, the first one I looked up has a Muslim mayor, and in the second one, the population is 50% Muslim and only 30-odd percent Christian. So if we extrapolate this a little bit, depending on how fair you think that is, I think it's not unreasonable. Let's just say that a fairly large number of Muslims are voting to keep Donald Trump out of the country because his beliefs are offensive to them. Huh. Okay. I went like a camel in an oasis with no deserts from website to website, from major news outlet to major news outlet, looking for anyone commenting on the most obvious insanity of this particular approach. Because right now, if you get over 100,000 signatures, it's supposed to be debated in the British Parliament. So I went looking from place to place, and I saw not one, not one, not one criticism of this unbelievably hypocritical approach. Good job, public schools. Thank you for driving a modern, socialist, egalitarian, relativist stake through the heart of the remnants of Socratic reasoning. Because it doesn't take more than a moment to notice this, although apparently it takes an eternity for people in the media. Muslims wish to keep someone out of the country who's offensive to them. What is offensive to them? Donald Trump wanted to keep people out of the country who are statistically dangerous to the country. <laughs> So Muslims are perfectly fine with keeping people out of the country, and British people are perfectly fine as a whole. Forget the Muslims. Let's just say they're all white. I don't care. All Christians. This petition, close to half a million people have signed it, saying, keep people out of your country because they're nasty. But that's what Donald Trump is saying. You're confirming what he's saying. And nobody even notices this. Oh, I'm trying to have hope, people. You're not helping. Well... It was nice to see Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel chime in. He issued a press release saying Prime Minister Netanyahu rejects Donald Trump's remarks about Muslims. The state of Israel respects all religions and strictly guarantees the rights of all of its citizens. Well, but at the same time, Israel is fighting against militant Islam that targets Muslims, Christians and Jews alike and threatens the entire world. <laughs> okay, I mean, Israel's not taking any refugees. Uh, it's deporting refugees, and uh, with its African uh, refugees, it actually, the Ministry of Health in 2013 admitted that it had sterilized them 
uh, temporarily using birth control injections without their knowledge or consent. So I don't know that it guarantees the rights of all of its citizens, but even though these people were refugees and not citizens, but it's saying, well, we're, you know, we're fighting against militant Islam, so that's important to take into consideration. Yeah, like uh, America is not. And of course, Israel respects its citizens. Of course, I love the implication that therefore Donald Trump does not. But you see, Donald Trump is talking about immigrants who by definition are not U.S. citizens. So what the hell are the Israelis talking about? Well, we respect a category of people that Donald Trump is not talking about. So we reject Donald Trump. Oh, madness. Madness. I literally, I don't know where I am sometimes. Now, just by the by, so Trump said during a South Carolina speech, quote, we're losing a lot of people because of the internet due to ISIS propaganda, and we have to do something. We have to go see Bill Gates and a lot of different people that really understand what's happening, and we have to talk to them, maybe in certain areas, closing that internet up in some way. And of course, how is this repeated? <sighs> Donald Trump wants Bill Gates to shut down the internet. <laughs> Dear God, he's just talking about particular ways that counterterrorism activities could work on the internet and close down that kind of toxic communication. Plus, the hacker group Anonymous is trying to shut down ISIS websites and accounts and communications. I don't think anyone's accusing them of being internet shutdown fascists. <sighs> Look, Donald Trump is simply bringing up a long overdue conversation. In 1965... Teddy Kennedy and the Democrats pushed through a new immigration act that switch, switched immigration to America from Europe to the third world. The American people were not consulted. They really didn't get a chance to vote against it. And they were made promises. Don't worry. If we switch immigration from Europe to the third world, nothing's going to change in terms of the demographic composition of the United States. That, of course, was a complete lie and needs to be revisited. White Christian Americans were never asked if they ever wanted to be a minority in their own country. Press 7 for English. Now, someone is actually asking them and they are replying. It's a reasonable question to ask. And it certainly is a question that is vocally answered by every other country in the world without a betraying, backstabbing <laughs> style mainstream media, which they say, do you want to have your continued culture? And people say, well, yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, if uh, a Christian Americans... Uh, white Christian Americans and black Christian Americans and so on say, yes, we want to keep our own culture in America. Somehow that's racist, even though that's what every other tribe and country in the world does. Look, I want a smaller government. Maybe you want a smaller government. And what does that mean? Well, that means having a lot of people around who also want a smaller government. Now, I've gone to a lot of libertarian conferences, given speeches and so on. I look around the room. I don't do the speeches <laughs> blindfold. And... Um, it's mostly white people and it's a lot of Christians. So if you want a smaller government, you need people around you who also want smaller government. That's kind of the Western tradition. And everybody wants to come to these Western countries because there's some political freedoms, there's some free market. Uh, the West invented political freedoms and developed the free market, developed modern science, modern medicine. The West has shown the world what to do. So to everybody who wants to come to Western countries and bring all of their prejudices and 7th century superstitions with them, there's only one thing I can say. If you want freedom, political freedom, religious freedom, economic freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of association, great, fantastic. I applaud that desire. I respect that desire. I want to increase it in my country and in my culture and around the world. Okay, you want these freedoms. Great. 
The West has shown you what to do and how to do it. So go home and do it.